Okay, today is Spark 24. Anybody listening to this recording, welcome. <laughs> this is a radio show. Uh, the distinction of today, Spark 24, is the most important thing that ever happened to you in your entire life is happening right now. So I'll just start reading the notes. I don't know if anybody... Yeah, I'll read the notes and then we can go in this discovery journey and then I would like to do some experiments. If, li if life ever feels depressing, dull, pointless, repetitive, disappointing, or dead, or if you ever feel overwhelmed, confused, or outraged, Perhaps it is because you are not you are you are not present to your own aliveness. You may be completely missing great opportunities because you are entangled with something that happened in the past or are fantasizing about something what might happen to you in the future. This distinction is one of the most important distinctions for possibility managers to make and to keep making over and over again. The distinction is this. Life is like a door prize. Is that an American thing? A door prize? Can you explain, Leslie? Um, it's something I don't... I, I don't know if it used to be something behind a door, but it's like, it's what you get for coming to the event. Uh, a little. Uh, I get it. The thing to get out of the door, if you, if you actually make it through the door. Right. Okay. That would make sense. Okay. You have to be present to win. You have to be present to win. For example, you might have just finished reading the paragraph above. Now make it so that you did not read the paragraph. Change it so that it didn't happen. So that's the experiment. You are a powerful person. It only happened a few seconds ago. So go ahead. So can, can we do that? Can we make it that we didn't, we didn't hear the past paragraph? You can do that, Natalia. You can make it disappear. Can you make it that it didn't happen? I can cut myself out of it, but I know it happened it there, but I can make a story that it didn't. So, okay, but can you really, in reality, make it that it never happened? Okay. No, in, in the okay. story world. Yeah, in the story world. Okay, so why not? Why can't you make it even a little different? So for those of you who are reading this part, the answer is the next sentence, but I don't want to give the answer. So the question is, why not? Why can't we make it, why can't we make that we didn't read the paragraph? Because we did. And? Because it's in the past. 
I mean, in the we did, it was included, but it's yeah. in the past. Yeah. So the only time and place where you have power is, so where the only time and place where you have power to make a difference, to do something, to take action, to make love, to change something is exactly right now and right here. So that's the distinction. So, I mean, even me, I can, so there's been so uh, time where I've been living in the past, you know, oh, I had this conversation and if I said this instead of this, anybody having this kind of conversation in their head or in the future, he's going to say this and I'm going to say this and he's going to say that and then I'll be right. You know, and, and corner, corner people in, in your head, basically. Or, so all of that is, nothing is happening except really intellectual masturbation or and, and gremlin pleasure of trying to figure out how you were wrong in the past or how they were wrong in the past and how you can be, maybe be right or be wrong in the future. But the conversation, just like we read the paragraph, the conversation that you had can never be changed. It can never be changed. And the conversation in the future can also not be changed or cannot it hasn't happened yet so you have no power in the future i want to add to that to yeah. the future is that for, for for many years as long as i can remember i've been living in the future and i've been feeding myself of those great fantasies of how happy I'm going to be, how everything will work out, how, how I will become someone professionally or em emotionally or um, basically I build up that whole world in the future. And I build it in a way that it was so good and it was so tasty, like intellectually and emotionally tasty, that was good enough for me. It was good enough at this point. That was my story. It really was not good enough. But that was my story that it's going to happen. And I was just feeling of these great things that I'm doing. But in reality, absolutely nothing was happening. Yeah. And, yeah. and what, you know, in, in your check-in, you said, and now I'm a different person and my life is different. <laughs> this is, this is, the thing is that this is mind blowing because the sentence itself, when I use, when I was in that story and I was hearing sentences like that, that in now your life can be different. I was like, that's great. And I was actually taking that story about the present and again, pouring that in the future, that in the future there will be now and in the future will be that present me and whatever. And it's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to, to, to share that, uh, that you can actually leave 10 years, 15 years, or even more in the future as I, as I did.
and it's such a huge trap. So thank you. Thank you. I'll keep reading for a little bit. How much time, energy, attention, I would even also put your love, are you spending being involved in the past or with the past? What about how much time, energy, and attention are you spending with the future or with someone or something that is not right here? So that's the two different, there's sort of two main distinctions. There's the now, which has to do with time and how much are we bringing the past into our life and how much are we bringing, yeah, including the future into right now. And that depends then, it makes your now smaller or bigger. So when somebody says, maybe they were, that was in one of the recording of the study group, when somebody says, I'm not hungry, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm not hungry right now. And somebody in 10 minutes at, afterwards asked them, what, what about now? And they said, well, I told you I am not hungry right now. <coughs> okay, they already have a 10 minutes long now, which is huge. It's huge in terms of being present with yourself and your five body and being present with somebody else and, and their five body. So when somebody says, it, that could be a question for you in terms of noticing where, um, where you are, but also where people are and when you're uh, interacting with them is that if they say, well, not now, you can say, well, how big is your now? You know, how, how big is your now? And, and be like, what? And then you, and you, can, you can tell them, it seems like you might be including the past. You, you know, you might be including a story that you've made a year and a half ago and I'm a different person and you are a different person and you're hanging on to this story right now in this conversation. Would you be willing to let go of that story? So then, then I can discover who you are right now in a small now, which would be about three seconds. Because three seconds is about the time that you need to make a new decision, to change your mind. It takes about one second for the mind to change and then it takes about a couple more seconds for the being to um, change shape for the, the thing that, yeah, which is the being, the thing that interacts with the universe and your shape basically. Oh, so there's this now and then there's the here. And the here can be very small, which is basically around you, you know, your personal bubble of space, or maybe your workspace, the, the room that you're in. Um, it, may, it has to do with space. So it, it can be, for example, you're sitting at a cafe and you're having this conversation with one person and it's a really lovely conversation. And then your attention goes onto the, the table next next to you and they're having a low drama and your gremlin is hooked by the low drama happening next to you and you have lost your here. And that extraordinary space that was happening with the person across is gone because you've extended your here to include um, a low drama. But I, I know, for example, from 
uh, I'm not a, I'm not a mom, but I'm a daughter. So I know <laughs> I've been with moms around me. So moms have this thing about making really big here of my children at school and uh, my husband at work. And so they're in the house and they're trying to be with themselves and they're here is so big. And, and so they don't, there's, so there's a lot of energy that is, um, I wouldn't say really leaking, but that is consumed in here that are not really, a, that are not a small here and they have no power. They have no power in, in the school or the friend's house or the office of their husband or any of that. So those two distinctions. Okay, so the question was, how much time, energy, and attention are you spending being involved in the past, in the future, with someone or something that is not right here? Why would you do that? What is the value? Which, I, which is also, what is the benefit? What are you getting out of doing, having that behavior? So for example, I can complain and I put, and I can complain and pretend I'm being victimized. I can feel resentment. I can be right and feel justified. Okay, so that's, that's uh, examples of benefits, which are mostly underworld, a mostly gremlin benefit about, um, yeah, a mother, a mother complaining about uh, her partner going on a fishing trip with, with his friend and she complained and she's here and the only, so what she's bringing into the space is complaining because she's involved in a here that is not actually here. So I can be right and feel justified about being right. Those are the conversation in the head. I can avoid being responsible or being at risk because both the past and the future are in domains of fantasy where nothing can really happen. Nothing can be figured out or resolved. I would even say transformed or heal or um, cleared up in terms of uh, misunderstanding or uh, people holding, um, like there's a word that we use it some, sometimes that would be a misunderstanding that somebody would use a word and the other person consider that word to mean something different. So for example, in German, if you say the translation of I don't care is very strong in German. It's really cutting the connection and the separation, which in English, it is more of a, it's lighter. It's just, it doesn't, it's not my problem. But I do, I still love you. It's just, that is not my problem right now. And so here in the possibility management started in Germany. And so there's a lot of those words that were, we need to, we need to figure out that there was a misunderstanding. So nothing will change in the future or in the past. I can therefore continue my usual low drama forever. Yes, there's a tremendous payoffs in irresponsibility. These payoffs are tempting enough to be addictive. Is that, does that make, does that resonate with anybody about the addictiveness of low drama? 
would would if, would a few people share uh, Leslie or Ta uh, Tatiana about the that sensation? I think it's useful for people to hear about it. Yeah. Um. Um, the, as I'm like, I attend meetings, five meetings a week with some of the same people. And, um, I live in a community outside of the meetings. My relationship with these people is fine it's not triggered or charged particularly it's it's neutral or positive and then in the meetings um yeah so i i get triggered and then and some like patricio my friend has asked me kind of why do you keep going back to these meetings and getting triggered and i feel like um, I wonder that myself and I am working on not being triggered at being more effective and more in my power. But I have to, I have to wonder, you know, if this is just something that I'm drawn to, to be in the cycle of um, being triggered and being often coming in as a rescuer and then feeling like the victim and then wanting to persecute, you know, just, just the, the whole thing right in front of my face, knowing exactly what's happening. Thank you. Tatiana, do you want to share? Yeah, what comes to my mind is all those situations with colleagues at work or my neighbors. They are a good example that um, they are you know, very unconscious people and they, there's one guy, he's always complaining and, and he's the best. So it's, it's very underworldly somehow. And I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I have, I don't know, strategies that I don't like, <laughs> they don't really work. I mean, I'm sucked in, either I'm sucked in and I'm also, I'm confirming his behavior somehow, or I'm, I'm avoiding to meet him. And, and sometimes when I'm, awake enough i i see what's happening or well i can feel that it doesn't feel good but but and i don't know i i can't really get out at this moment and yeah my latest experience is that um it was about the point of origin that somehow I think it was in a spark that, that you cannot get out of the low drama 
from the same point of origin somehow, something like that. And first I didn't understand, but I, I had a little, I don't know, spark of how, what, how it could go so that I have to let go everything and then I can start from a new point of origin and yeah but my experience right now is that I'm not um, present enough to yet to do this or I'm just beginning to try this and I I, I can feel how strong this addiction is yes that's and yeah somehow my, my main strategy is to avoid people and it's it's not a good i don't want to do that anymore yeah yeah it's a you know when you say it's not good it's a judgment you know or you say yeah. i feel good it's a judgment so your mm -hmm. boxing gremlin love being alone you know and being isolated or not being in connection your boxing gremlin for them it's very good mm -hmm. and but when you i just wanted to say when you said you know i need to clear up everything before i can move my point of origin mm -hmm. and i want to say it it will never be cleared up the underworld is endless and you the, you cannot get rid of your box mm -hmm. the, so you can expand your box so so that you have more and more and more options and more and more identities or more and more um more and more space to be something different in that moment and have a different mm -hmm. so it's not about healing everything but it's the point of origin it becomes a um when the matrix there's enough matrix to be built then it just becomes a choice but mm -hmm. the choice of being isolated and being gremlin and being um, in low drama is still there. So it's not the choice disappears, it's just the option are, there's more options. Mm -hmm. There's more options. So mm -hmm. uh, before we read, I would like to actually do this experiment about what you were talking about, Tatiana, which is to look at the average of your daily life to so look at your daily life and check where your point of origin is check you what kind of interactions happens you know is this low drama is it high drama how what is the benefit for you to be in in low drama how how you know do you shift to a high drama by accident you know, do you enter extraordinary space only by accident? Do you allow, um, you know, assumption and expectations and projections either in your direction or, you know, coming from you? And, and what is your benefit? So we would get just, we would split up in pairs. So one person would stay with me in this room. And, and then for five, uh, I would say between five and seven minutes, I'll see how we go in this group. Just go over your daily life and be, okay, my, my main point of origin is, uh, is still in my box, so it's still my grandma, and then because this, this is happening, because this is happening. And, but I've found, I found other options. I found, and you can also talk about the other options and Yeah, in terms of where, where is your point of origin? 
Okay, is that clear? How it goes? Great. Are, are you saying I guess it's not clear what like what's the draw what is the draw or what when you say point of origin I'm sorry yes I just missed it it's fine point of origin is I let me see I'm mixing maybe two um I think uh Carlos Castaneda sometimes we use also uh, assemblage point I don't know if you've ever heard that word. It comes from the lineage of Carlos Castaneda. The point of origin or the assemblage point, I would just say that they're similar in this case. It's where's the fuel coming from? Mm -hmm. Where's the fuel coming from in, in, to feed your life? So, you know, there's, you know, is it jacked in into your bright principles, into your being, into your center, or into your box, into your uh, gremlin, and and basically the results of your life. This is what I was saying in the beginning. What you have is what you want. So that means you've put your point of origin where you want you want it, and it sh and then it shows up in your life. Mm. And then it's just about being clear about where we are. This is it's the it's just about. This is not about beating ourselves up or judgment or criticism. It's just, okay, this is where I am. And why do I want that? So I would add also this question, what, what part of me wants that? And maybe we give um, ourselves a little more time. So about eight, maybe eight, 10 minutes per person. Is that, does that help Leslie? Yes. Cool. yes, thanks. Okay, I'm opening the rooms. Mm -hmm. Um, will you tell us uh, when to change? Yeah. When to shift. And Natalia, uh, would you stay with me? Just don't accept the offer. Great. Stephanie, you need to click on the little button. <coughs> I will keep recording. Is that okay for you? Yes. Okay. Would you like to start or would you like me to start? I would like you to start. Okay. What I see in my daily life is that I get to create a lot of extraordinary spaces, um, partly uh, with the people I'm in contact with in, in terms of being a trainer, 
and and also in terms of uh, friendship, which let's say in the past few months have happening online, and 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 so women circles and check-in calls and I get to navigate a lot to the extraordinary and and also and also with Clinton in terms in terms of a space of relationship or an experimental place. I it's extraordinary and and archetypal and in that moment I can feel that my point of origin is mostly I guess in my archetypal lineage and also in my bright principle and and the the results that I have or I mean the the result is that I I am in a in a co-experimenting space with Clinton and I uh, I'm in a current experimenting space with, you know, the people in the trainer path in Europe and in Brazil and the women's circle and in, in different projects happening. And also here, the spark. Um, and there's a part where I somehow my gremlin helps me a lot to create those spaces. And there's a part where my gremlin doesn't feel fed by high drama food. And so it, it has, the, I have this addiction to, I need to feed Christopher. And when I, when, which is not, it's part of my food, but it's not so conscious because he has this addiction, for example, of watching um, Netflix TV. And then it's like, oh, I'll, I'll just watch the next and the next. And then hours of my life just goes by, by being in the low drama of the, the, the TV shows. And, and also, I mean, those are the two main ways that I see my gremlin showing up so there's this part of really mostly um yeah this netflix tv show and the other part is having conversation in my head for people in the future so then i extend my now into the future and try to figure out what i would say which would work and and which would work for me which would actually work for my gremlin to be right, to be right. And so, and I, it just, it just happens uh, too, ma too many times that it's really an unconscious part of me. And when that, when that is running, my, then my point of origin is in my gremlin. And it takes me a while to actually get out of it. And I need to start creating something else. And then I can, my point of origin can move back. And I, my benefit, my benefit to watch the TV shows, and it's mostly, I think it's mostly to not feel my fear. Maybe there's other emotions, but I think it's mostly has to do with fear and fear of the future. I'm going to write it down. And, but also, and also fear of, in a way, fear of the now of, I have time now. It's a fear of having time. 
fear of having time in nothing. And, and then this, I'm inspired to do a lot in terms of writing articles or writing website, but those have so much fear of writing, fear of saying something or not having the words or, uh, yeah, that I would rather, I don't, yeah, I don't feel the fear and I, I, I distract myself. And, and the other part about the conversation is my benefit, I mean, my benefit is I want to be right. It's mostly that in I don't know, my benefit, I mean, it's, my benefit is to cover up emotions and it's this fear of, I think it's this fear of that I would be proven wrong or that my way is wrong or that what wants to be expressed is wrong. And, and so I prepare. I would like, is there anything else that you see or that I didn't uh, mention in terms of fears or? What I see is you partially mentioned that, but I think I feel like it's it's bigger is that fear of not doing mm. not doing and being just yeah just being in now and not doing and it just feels like the fear there is way bigger than what you've described that you said it's partially from your head. Like you've said that before. That's how it sounded. Mm. Said it now as well. But it feels like there are other, that like it's a gate, that fear mm. is a gate. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. My point of origin is 
it's been hooked in, in gremlin for, for a very long time. And to the point that I thought that gremlin is me. So that, that it's it once. I had I had some longing that was coming from from my being that was making me frustrated and letting me know that there's something else there. But other than that, all my behaviors were the origin, yeah, the origin was 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 in Gremlin. And I have so many examples of that to be honest. Um, one of that could be that I was meeting with people that I didn't really want to spend my time with. And I was going to places where I didn't really want to be. And I was doing that to run away from fear. And the fear was about being neglected. And also huge fear about not knowing what I want then. If I don't want those places, if I don't want those people, who do I want? Because I couldn't see beneath that. I couldn't see other possibilities. So the choice was very determined. Either I'm there in my fear that I don't want to really be with those people or in these places, or I'm by my own with even bigger fear mm-hmm. that I don't have any other possibilities. So my benefits to be in the places where I don't want to be was to feel a bit safer. But it was, it was a crappy feeling because it was not safe at all. The other one was to to have my schedule very well planned, knowing when I wake up, at what time is my breakfast, when is my lunch, uh, what time I exercise, when I finish work, what time I absolutely have to be in bed to have a good night's sleep. And it was a tricky one because it seems very uh, on top or, you know, very trend-wise. It sounds really good that I just planned my day because I care about myself. It looks like it's for my own physical health or mental health. Uh, it's just, just the right thing to do. It's something that, that is not easily detected, that is not coming from, from my being. That, that's my gremlin. Mm. And the way how, how it works is that in order to make that plan happen, there has to be a lot of restrictions. And there has to be a lot of victim stories around. So if I, if I don't exercise at a particular hour, then I have a lot of stories and sadness that this day is over already for me. Mm-hmm. 
I failed. So whatever good or whatever possibilities, new possibilities might be on my way, I'm already decon uh, disconnected because that day has ended to me. And it could have ended already at 10 a.m. that I call it that day is, has failed, I failed. So you were in the future. That was your whole future was the whole day. Yes, yes. Mm, so I didn't really allow myself even to feel the now because I kind of put the story that the now has been failed already. It didn't work out because I didn't do something. So now is the future and I'm waiting for next morning. So the day can just pass by. And the benefits for that The benefits for that is that I, I could just let go and the attached and my gremlin could feel fed in a way that now we are sad and alone and we don't have to do anything different. That we are playing out the scenarios that we know very well. So the benefit was really to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Feel very safe. Although the costs are very big, but that didn't matter because feeling safe was the, the main purpose for my grandma. And I'm sharing the, the second example because there are more things to share, but I'm, I'm, I'm sharing the second one because I tricked myself into not knowing that this is my gremlin doing. And I create a, a set of rules that seems from the outside as a very good set, like in a sense that it is not easily detectable. It's easier to see my gremlin getting into low drama that I can see quickly. Other people can see it as well. But that one is a more sophisticated game. Is there anything that you see? Well, I would like to, I would like to hear from you about the, even the recent different point of origin and your experience of being in that point of origin. Mm. I don't have, um, I don't have yet, I don't know yet how to talk about it because I feel like it's so fresh. It's easy to talk about my gremlin and stuff because those are old stories. I've been saying them for years and I know exactly how it goes. 
So having my point of origin now in my being and being connected to my, to my bright principles, it feels alive. It feels like being alive. And it feels like I can breathe. And it gives me and it gives me that that big responsibility now. And I do feel fear for that. But it's a different kind of fear. Hmm. It's not the fear that paralyzes me. is the fear of being present and being mindful of things that I'm doing, being responsible for that and not having all those shields that I used to have. Playing victim, doing this, the story, going to places, meeting the people, I, like pulling myself in tons of story that are just distracting me. So having my origin and my being is is high level fun. That's really fun. I think I I knew nothing about fun before. That's what's what's yeah. I think that's why I kind of come, I'm I'm coming to 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 the end with that that it's a high level fun and there's no fun as as this one thank you cool i think people are going to start coming back in when they're ready Okay, welcome back. Waiting for Ingrid and Tatiana. Okay, welcome back. I would want to read just the last part because I think it fits really well with uh, the end of this experiment. So there's a couple uh, paragraph and then there's one experiment. Um, but when I read the spark, I came up with other experiment because this one is anyway, I'll read it and it's m more a practice to do. So how can you personally avoid the addictive substances of low drama? How, how do you avoid other addictive sub substances? By feeling the pain of indulgence, by having perfect clarity about the cost of using them 
and being unwilling to pay that price. So this is what we were starting to do about having clarity of a point of origin and how it shows up, the result that it shows up in the world and, and the, the benefit then for our gremlin and box and, and saying, well, okay, but there's, there's something else that I want. But this part has majority vote. You know, you can see it like that, the different parts. It's about this one as majority vote, and therefore I'm, I'm putting that part in the driving seat of my life. But there is another part, such as your being, maybe also your archetypal lineage, um, your five bodies, can still feel pain about having put the low drama in the, in the driving seat. And it's, in a way, it's making that pain clearer and, and bigger. Mm -hmm. Because the pain is the way out. The pain is the map. And so this is also why we start possibility management with feelings work. Because there's actually four kinds of pain. Sadness, fear, anger, and joy. So this is, we're not talking about physical pain. And, and so this is very clear in terms of if you can start feeling anger, sadness, fear, and joy, then you can start feeling the pain of, yeah, putting low drama, putting your gremlin, putting your box neurosis in the driving seat of your life. But the, so the, the feeling the pain is the, is the entry door, is the starting to be present. And then there's so, then there's a whole other world opening. And even in that world um, needs skills. So for example, this skill that we've been talking about of minimizing now, this is so important in terms of being present. But if you cannot feel your feelings or emotion, you cannot minimize now because you're going to get hooked in something from the past, from a past life, or in a fantasy from the future. And you won't have access to the resources to navigate this small now. And... I think our learning is very nonlinear. So we do have, we do, or the way in possibility management is that we do have expand the box that lays the foundation. And then we have possibility, possibility labs that provides initiation and, and skills. Um, but somehow I think a lot of trainers in the past have tried to find out which skills comes before which. And has never worked because we all, we really need different skills at different moment and each being is unique in that way of what's needed right now, what's the necessity and what's the matrix. So now all the labs are um, non-deficier, how do you say that? Undifferentiated. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it's so amazing because in the lab, there's some people it's their first lab and other people it's their 10th lab. And then the village happens. The, the learning village happens of this cascade of um, these are the distinction that we use. This is how we use those distinction in a physical space or in our energetic space. So transformation and healing can happen. And it does, it's not coming only from the space holder, which would be, which would be like school. So this village, the village comes together in labs and yeah. And then everybody start where they are. So it's really about, this is what sort of we're doing right now is about being where we are. And then the next question is, okay, how can I 
personally avoid the addictive substance of low drama? And the answer is by feeling the pain of the indulgence, of the gremlin indulgence, by having perfect clarity about this is gremlin and um, and, the, and the, the clarity about the cost of using them and being unwilling to pay those prices anymore. So the cost, the cost of low drama is very high and you are paying, and you are paying, we are paying full price. Each time you sacrifice your sacred present moment to the insati insatiable drama demon, you pay with your life. I mean, right now, this past 10 seconds when I read that, I will never get them back. You will never get them back. Nobody will ever get back the past three seconds and never get back this now and this now. And it's, and it's, every now is, we'll never get them back. And so, okay, what, and then the question is, what do we really want to do with each now? And I, so I, I just wanted to share this, that often the, the work of possibility management is, uh, um, people who have lived more years on this earth uh, have more pain about all those nows that have been gone one after the next into uh, complaining and judging and blaming and proving wrong and making wrong and making fun of and belittling and like all of that. And so, and the, so the people who are older in age somehow have more pain and have more necessity about, I, I cannot keep spending my nails doing this. This is insane. This is not, we are designed for something else. And often younger people don't have that pain. And I, I found it less and less true now because of the climate crisis, basically our, net, our fantasy world that we have a big now is, is collapsing. Mm -hmm. that is collapsing and so i think now even the young people say well wh what am i doing now what do I, do i want to spend five years in university being in low in the low drama grading competing um manipulating game world and the answer is mostly no so i feel really glad in the study group when amanda said i think it was amanda who said i i want a group of young people and that my heart saying because it's we we need the young people who are doing um extinction rebellion and um activism movement to i think they would they would need those skills they would to be able to feel distinguish anger sadness fear and joy and is it a feeling is it emotion can i be present um you know, small here, small now, small me. So this is having not so many baggage. And okay, this is gremlin. This is a gremlin game world. And I want to create a different game world than having my gremlin in the driving seat. But even in, in a lot of those movement, there's a lot of blaming. There's a lot of blaming and a lot of complaining. Okay, this is all gremlin. But until they have the distinction gremlin, they, they cannot be, oh, okay, this is gremlin and something else is possible. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who needs to hear this and I don't know if it's somebody on the recording, 
But if you work with those people, you know, if the, that's group of activists, Extension Rebellion, um, even, uh, you know, indigenous people, people of color, like, this is not a, <clears throat> this is a, those are human distinction. So they're not, uh, whatever. They apply, I think they would apply to, they would apply in terms of usefulness to a lot of game worlds. Okay, I'll keep reading for a little bit. And then I would like to do one more experiment that's, I, I like it very much. So, each time you sacrifice your sacred, sacred present, present moment to the insatiable drama demon, you pay with your life. The moment go by and you will never get those moments back. The most important thing that ever happened to you in your entire life is happening right now. And if you are in low drama, you are missing it. When you are creating low drama interactions, you miss the chance to be with the person who is standing in front of you. You miss the opportunity to choose from infinite options because your attention is distracted into a place without real options. This is one of the characteristics of low drama is that is the only thing possible. Mm. So the gateway to infinite possibility is open only in the present. And I, I sort of, I want to add that you know, there's this question of the climate crisis, for example, or the climate change, and and then people come in with technological ideas, ideas of technology, because that is the only possibility that they have in that little world. There is so many possibilities that none of us, almost none of us, maybe, yeah, none of us see because it's sort of, we haven't got with the, the, the right people. The, some people cannot be present and if they were present, they might have possibilities that for now, the people who are getting more and more present don't have. And this is really about this thing about teamwork is that the infinite possibility happens in teams. And so it's about you getting present, but also, you know, for example, Leslie, you're saying you're living in a community is if you're the only one getting present, the meeting it will not change or, or you, you will be the one who have, would have to, offer something different for the meeting and get, and give up and give up your gremlin addiction and say, it, this will not happen. I'm recontextualizing this meeting. And we start by the feeling check-in, you know, four feelings and one shadow principle, for example. So each person shares about one of their shadow principles, like uh, blaming or manipulating or controlling or playing victim and so, and then the shit is on the table and that makes the space way more present. So I don't know if you're trying to solve decisions, logistics, or is that that kind of meeting? Everything. Yeah. Whatever yeah. comes up. I, you know, I would propose that out of the, it's five meeting a week. 
Yeah. So, you know, four of them could be only about presenting, about getting present. And then you would only need one to actually make decisions and logistics. I know. I believe yeah. that too. So, and, and that would be, a, you can make a proposal like that, saying the four of those, it will be about an experiment, it will be about sparks, it would be about reading a book, it would, you know, anything that would bring people present, and then the thing will just get handled. The decisions, the logistic will just get handled. So, yeah. Thank you. Cool. Okay, I would like to, yes, Ingrid, sorry. Go ahead. I just want to ask a question the, yeah. um, uh, with the, the exercise before. Mm. In, in, in what the point of origin is different from intention or purpose? Purpose. No, it would be it would, the, your purpose comes out of your point of origin. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's these are different words, which means, yes, okay. The source is the point of origin, and from this comes the intention and the purpose. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's the um, it emerges like that. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I would like to do a, an an exercise, and really, my proposal is you can do this exercise really any time of your day, and it's a it's a muscle to build, and it's this shift from verbal reality which is concept and ideas and, and also um, this, this whole gremlin actually is in verbal reality in a way that it's about being right. And so there's often words involved and to experiential reality. So you can only experience reality if you are in the present and a small now. So the exercise will be, we'll have about four minutes per person go in breakout rooms i'll send a little message and the first person start and you center yourself take a deep breath you can even close your eyes if you want you don't have to and your job will be to notice what is now for example i notice a pressure under my uh, thighs I notice some sound coming from my left side outside. I notice a bright light coming into my eyes. I notice the pressure of my two fingers on my on two fingers, a rubbing. which is you try to notice with the minimum amount of stories. Because if you say, for example, I notice that I'm sitting on a chair, you have both the story that you're sitting and, and the story that this is a chair. You, you get that? So it's about noticing the sensations and also all five bodies. Okay, so I gave mostly physical, but there's also energetic, emotional, maybe intellectual and uh, archetypal. And it's what is now, what is now, and what is now. What do I notice? I notice that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what would be an example of um, archetypal? 
Ar archetypal. Archetypal. I notice, I notice the, um, I don't know, that's maybe more energetic. I notice the, the femininity of this space, the feminine qualities, and I don't really know what they are. Mm. What I maybe what I sense is that the archetypal body body notice when in when in an archetypal space, and this is an extraordinary space, and it's it's not quite an archetypal space because what I keep trying to notice and what it comes is uh, and more extraordinary and energetic in being. I so the answer is. I don't really know that's the best answer I have right now. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It, yeah. It's, it's, your examples were all physical. Yes. But you're, I, I understand why archetypal might not be like the first thing that pops into mind unless it was like. Well, I think mm. I never thought about it. This is why I, I, I would need to experience it or discover it maybe what i what it seems to me is the archetypal body would notice when in an archetypal space so i don't know is there any women who are here in the men woman conversation i think tatiana you were there when the woman could speak from the archetypal uh lineage like not lineage there the archetypal feminine being able to speak to the archetypal men but were you there also leslie or there's a group. Oh, and Natalia, yes, you were there. So that was an archetypal space. And there was a lot to notice in terms of archetypal body. That was totally the archetypal feminine talking to the archetypal men or the archetypal men listening mostly for this one. And um, yeah, so and I, if I go back there, I can tell you what my archetypal body noticed. And, and it my fear is the words wouldn't really convey the noticing. Yeah. But thank you. I will, I will, I want to experiment with that now. Okay. I'm recreating the rooms. And uh, Ingrid, would you stay with me? Great. So we'll do it a little less. We do it maybe three and a half minute per person. I'll tell you when to change.
Thank you. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't clear enough. It's okay. Okay. I would like to continue. Yeah. Can I, I start? Can't hear you? I said I would like to continue. I would like to be yes. the first person to go. Okay. I notice my heart beating in my chest. Or I notice a beating coming from my central the central part of my body. I notice a vibration in my throat and ears when I speak. I notice fear. I notice the sensation of fear about not having enough time. I notice the sensation of stillness around me. I notice pressure and warmth on the palm of my hands. I notice a slight dizziness and I would want to make the story that it's because I didn't get enough sleep. I'm just noticing the dizziness. I notice my chest coming up and down when I'm breathing. I notice my right shoulder being more tense than my left shoulder. I notice some fear again about, uh, or I notice my attention is going on the group and wondering what, what is going on for them here while I'm, I'm here. I notice that pain in my stomach and Yeah, giving me the information that's more intellectual. I notice that I receive the information from my physical body that I'm hungry. Thank you. Thank you. I notice exhaling I notice my left underarm laying on my right hand on the knuckle. So Ingrid, I want to just 
give you a little coaching. Both yes. of those were, there was a lot of story. It, it seems to me that what you would be noticing is a pressure. You're noticing a pressure on your elbow or somewhere on your arm. My hand, on my hand, on my on, right hand, I know the pressure. Yeah. yeah, so that's what you're noticing. And this whole thing about it's sitting somewhere on a chair, this is all stories. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I notice a little coolness below my right hand. I notice a twitching or something like that in my region, stomach region. I notice cool, something cool in my mouth during breathing. When I'm breathing, breathing in. I notice fear. I notice something uh, in sort of rigidity. Um, my diaphragm. I notice a sound coming out of my throat. I notice a sound they left from me. Okay, and when can say one more, and then people are going to start coming back in the in the room. I notice a tw- twinkling in my muscle.
how many people could sense a shift of relationship with the present? Can you put your hand up if. Okay. So this is really a, a new muscle, um, which is we call experiential reality, because instead of this is modern culture is a lot about giving words, and this is a lot you can see it, the parents giving words to children. Can you say ball? You know, can you say uh, mama? Can you say instead of having the experience of what what mama is? And so that that trains us in verbal reality and not actually noticing in, in our stories. So it trains us in believing our stories instead of actually being in reality. And so there's often it helps to start with the physical reality because it's a little more tangible. So I notice the pressure, I notice the light, I notice the sounds. Um, and then there's starting to notice the emotional reality or the emotional sensations. And then starting also to notice thoughts without being or noticing the intellectual or what happens with the attention without being hooked by it. And then the whole domain of the energetic, you know, is it a sacred space? Um, what other traditions here who are in conflict with who all of that, you know, who's in my space? Uh, do I have a personal space? Uh, is it a clean personal space? All of that is energetic. And, and it's, partly having distinctions that really helps in terms of being um, uh, like if we didn't, if we didn't have the distinction between anger, sadness, fear, and joy, it would be really harder to notice because we wouldn't have a distinction to talk about it or to not actually notice it. So the distinction really helps. And then there's the muscle to build and that I do it often when I'm in public transport and I'm just waiting. I just, um, yeah, and I just close my eyes and I notice. And I can also do it eyes open and, yeah, and also notice the stories that I'm making and, and letting them by. So, does anybody want to say anything? Yeah, Stephanie, go ahead. Yeah, I would like to share with how, how difficult it went after. Um, I would say the first the first things I noticed was physical and then I mean the physical is quite easy to just say something okay I, the light or the wind or whatever and emotional with a distinction okay I feel glad sad mad and scared is as well kind of easy to name but I noticed that after that I like it's so easy to just make a story around and then I went, it was very nice, Tatiana pointed it out very nice, like now you're making a story. And once even it was about the physical, but it, I, I went unconscious from one story into the next one. Um, the best example was maybe, and that when I really liked when Tatiana pointed it out, I said, I, I feel, um, I, I, like I feel the need to go to the toilet. And then I want to justify because I drank some tea. And like, <laughs> what is that story, you know? And then, then she even pointed out that actually even the toilet is part of a story because I can just say that I feel the pressure and not putting the toilet into that story. And it was, it was really nice because, yeah, that the tea was a story. That's what I caught myself. But the, the other point, it was Tatiana who pointed it out. And 
yeah, I continued with something else and I went in the next story and in the next story and in the next explanation and yeah, incredible. So that was very, was very interesting. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I would also like to share something. Um, what I noticed was there was a, a moment where I felt joy coming up and I also noticed that there was a, some kind of a thought before, but I didn't, it was not conscious. It was, I just, it was like a shadow of a thought and then there was some joy and I felt the joy in the body. So it was a, it was not, I, don't, I didn't, in this moment I had the question, is this an emotion or is it just a, a sensation? And I mean, it's not that it's totally new for me that there's, that I, the emotions I can, that I have sensations in the body, but somehow it's, it's, it's a, an area where I might want to experience more about it. So, you know, sometimes I, I have the impression that the emotions are connected to sensations in the body, but the sensation can be more or less the same sensation for all four emotions. It sounds maybe strange, but it's, it's a question that I have for myself. And mm -hmm. that I don't know where, where comes this decision here, uh, from that this is this emotion and this is this emotion. It's so interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if so, if you figure anything out, I think it's an amazing experiment in terms of the sensation in the body, and then how how do we came to the clarity that it is this yeah, or this why or do, that? Why do I call it fear? Is this because there's an unconscious story somewhere? I don't, I don't know, and I don't know. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah. Cool. So would you let us know if, if something comes up, if you, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, I will close the space. Thank you very much for coming today. I really enjoyed this um, feminine circle somehow. <laughs> for me, it was really needed. Thank, thank you. you holding the space thank you thank you see you Bye. yeah thank you so much and tatiana sorry i just i added you to the what to the facebook group i don't know if you saw and not yet but okay yeah. yeah okay bye <laughs> bye thank bye. you